0: Welcome everyone to Tuck of the Draw episode 33, this week I sat down and chatted with Ian Skinner
1: My name is Ian Skinner uh, and I am a trainee of the PBW Academy. Um, what I like to do, I like to bend some joints, I like to snap some arms, I like to crack some knees and break some jaws.
0: Well, that makes me feel safe sitting here. <laughs> so Ian, came through Edinburgh today of the day, mm. to meet your good self and also go for a cracking burger at Holyrood 9A if they want to sponsor me in the future. <laughs> so just to talk, we'll just start at the beginning then again you're one of these annoyingly young men
1: uh,
0: what age were you when you got into wrestling and what was what's was your first memories uh,
1: unfortunately i don't have a specific kind of time or an age period that i can say this is when it started all i know is my first memory of professional wrestling was saturday mornings on sky one watching yep. bubba claws put someone through a table <laughs> so christmas time but obviously i wouldn't have just like randomly gone into wrestling and gone yeah because that makes sense i had like a weird knowledge of oh yeah Yeah. that's bubba ray dudley and then saturday mornings on sky was where it was at for me when i was growing up
0: yeah um so then as you got that first memory when you started to watch it on a regular basis who were some of your early favorites
1: so the the times that i kind of started recognizing people and recognizing what things they were it was the the top guys of 2004 2005 that era so you've got your Eddie Guerrero's, you've got your Rey Mysterio's, Batista. I t- One guy who absolutely stands out for me always. I don't think he was as kind of like high up on that scale, but right. I just remember him, Tajiri. Right. For so that poison mist, because it's just something else.
0: Uh, I, especially, I, I wasn't even that young at the time, but I always liked about Tajiri. It was like his look as well, like his trousers were all different. It was all yeah. kind of bright colours. If I was making an outfit on... What would have been at the time? WrestleMania 2000, or... No mercy came after it. I be if, yeah. If you, or like, when you're making your outfit together, it's like, oh, my trousers like that. Yeah. Back when pleather was a thing. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. So, as that went on, so you're watching the wrestling, you're getting into it. Um, was wrestling something you always stayed into? Um did you uh, something from when you first started watching like right i've always been a fan or did you have that step away and come back
1: i did yeah i did kind of slump away when going into high school i don't know what i, I think there's generally kind of like a slump period and kind of like yeah. creativity in that time um i only came back say after wrestlemania 30 right uh, The daniel bryan story that was being told just like kind of pulled me in and i think for maybe like a couple months i was getting kind of third-party information about what was happening in wrestling from one of my pals yeah uh, who was just he's been mad into it and essentially it started off with him talking about all these characters I'm like oh is Kane still in it you know like yeah. the questions you always Aye. get oh, it's
0: Undertaker still there. yeah
1: so I've been like is Kane still in it he's like yeah Is Jeff Hardy back he's like no but Jeff Hardy's doing a couple interesting things I'm like is AJ Styles debuted yet he's like oh no he's in Japan I'm like yeah. oh cool so I just keep checking in with him, just
0: like, okay, what's happening in wrestling this week? <laughs> I, no, I think that's a thing, because people, like, people say, oh, you could out of being a wrestling fan, but if there's anybody you speak to, and like you probably have this conversation more than I will, but if I say I'm to wrestling shows and stuff, then people go, oh, oh i seen this the other week, and I've seen that, and I think there is that thing of, like as long as there's a show in on Sky 1, or it's on Sky Sports, etc., people will go, oh, I don't watch wrestling, however, oh, have you seen that's happening, uh, I've seen that Ronda Rousey's there, I've seen yeah. that, people keep, always keep a bit of an ebb in, they never really fully let go, they've always got a bit of an awareness, I'm like, yeah, you watch more than you let on now. Yeah, I do, I did have a guy
1: when I was doing a fringe show with him this year, right. where it started off with a kind of like, oh, Shawn Michaels, I'm like, yeah, Shawn Michaels, and then it turned into like, are you watching SummerSlam at the moment, I'm like, Aye. oh, Uh, I I am yeah and he's like oh I love this I want this push I think this character is great I'm like oh oh okay so you're kind of Uh,
0: no I think people I think there's that kind of a little stigma around oh wrestling but then they'll soon get the word around and go oh no I I know this uh, you know a lot more than somebody who pretends that they don't watch it yeah so then but then I think it was well the high school thing we all discover our bodies change our minds change and we just get different priorities I just got mad into Slipknot all of a sudden (laughs) Um, well I, I can't understand that at all but we'll, we'll go back to wrestling <laughs> then as you kind of go through high school and you got a bit back in and you started watching stuff um, when did you get the decision of this might be something I want to give a try
1: um, I, I can pinpoint this one accurately I can pinpoint down to the exact moment the exact spot so the pal that I kept in contact with I was up in Glasgow for uh, for a week and he'd offered he's like oh, I've got a free ticket to this wrestling show in Glasgow I'm like cool I'll come along. Right. Uh, it was Shug's house party, the first one at the O2 ABC, RIP. Right. <laughs> um, and the spot that got me, as well as Billy was amazing Like announcement prior to it, but the, the match and the spot, it was Stevie and Kaylee versus the NAK. Yeah. And it was the moment that you can see on ICW on demand, me holding the barrier, watching in awe as Kaylee jumps onto the barrier and jumps, I think, it's into like Dicky right. or into side right. Then I'm like, "Whoa, Aye. wrestling's awesome! I want to do this."
0: No, it isn't. It's, again, it's that ICW experience for a lot because it's where I started getting back into Scottish wrestling, and it's it's that. Kinda of interactiveness, It's like you're there. It's like you're not just watching wrestling in the ring. Every moment, every match, you have to keep your eyes open because you just don't know who or what's going to come flying at you. Yeah, it can be a wrestler. It can be a bit of a light tube. It can be broken tables. It can just be security trying to get by to catch somebody. Yeah, you have to be alert, and it's something you have to had to keep your attention because if you looked away for a minute, you never know you're going to get a boot in the face or something that you just wouldn't get the impression would happen from what you're watching TV.
1: I actually got a a boot in the head on that (laughs) night as well from Kid Fight. Right. Uh, Because he does a dive off of like the upper echelon of like the O2 Academy onto Liam Thompson. And there's a picture of me, I don't know what I was doing at the time. I was like giving a (laughs) mad thumbs up because I was just like having a good time and I was just like doing a thumbs up. And you can see me thumbs up, Fito flying through the air. (laughs) And I'm just looking up like, wow, this is crazy. And then I got like Kicked in the head. I'm like, yo, this is so cool. I got (laughs) up. He's like, you're alright. I'm like,
0: yeah, yeah, but wow. (laughs) So, what happened after that? Did you keep going to shows or um, did you look to see what else was there? Because you said before we started recording, you said at the time you lived through Mussogra. Yeah. So, you're a bit away from the Glasgow scene. Discovery only runs so often. At the time. What what was your next step after? Kind of to get taken along, ICW, where did you go next?
1: So, at the time of going to that ICW show, I was actually living in Newcastle. Right. I was doing uh, some stuff in there. I've been all up and down the country. So, I lived in Newcastle, that was about a year. Then, I moved up to Inverness to do uh, college up there. And right. that was about another year. And I, be- I kept coming down a couple now and then for shows like Barrowmania. Right. Um, and then I moved down to Edinburgh, and that's when I was
0: like, cool, I want the wrestling journey to start here. And that was. 2015 right so then you're back in Edinburgh um, what was your process of looking for somewhere to train was there something you seen was a like an example of oh i seen that person trained when we ended up at BBW or was it the Google search that somebody seemed to do
1: uh, I did my friend did a Google search for me it was when I was going to Newcastle and he's like well here's the schools that I trained at right. or the schools that I know about and he was like source and PBW because those were kind of like the, the ones yeah. at the time and I think he used to train with PBW so it's kind of like a, a recommendation and then watching the matches he's like well Kid Fight, Stevie, Kaylee, Davy, Noam, Kenny and I'm yeah. like well all those guys kind of stood out to me so yeah. it's the place to
0: go. So what was your process of then, because again you said you came down to Edinburgh mm-hmm. Edinburgh to... Was it you trained there? Yeah, I trained at Edry. That's not an easy journey. So <laughs> our, how, do, how did you even go about at the start of... What was your logistics,
1: do you remember? So when I was living in Musselburgh, what I would have to do, I'd have to get up at, say, like six in the morning to... cat No, seven in the morning. Feels like six in the morning. I say
0: six, it's wrestler. You weigh 280 pounds, you could see you got up at six in the morning. <laughs> and then foot giant here.
1: I would have to grab a train, for, well, a bus at 8 o'clock, which would get me into town, say, about 9, 9.15, yeah. and then catch a train about half 9, through to Airdrie, which gets me there, at half 10, and then I just... I was there shaking hands, like, hey, guys, I'm I'm new to wrestling class starts at 11, yeah. and they just started putting out the maps. Um I was fairly on and off in the period that I was living in Musselboro, but yeah. since moving to Edinburgh, the bus journey and the train journey aren't as strenuous as they used to be but yeah. i think it's now just a byproduct that like yep every sunday i have to catch a bus up the street to waverley station That's only like 50 minutes and then like an hour train journey yeah every sunday but now it's it's
0: it's just it's just a habit so it becomes a yeah. habit you get into and i think i think they travel and it's not something to be scared though um it's like i in, t- in terms of commute i'm now just in glasgow mm-hmm. but it's half an hour but uh, well, i walk to the station. So that's about 20 minutes, half hour on the train and then about a 15-20 minute walk at the other side to get to my office. And that's where my love of podcasting really came from. Was exactly. A good podcast will last about an hour. I can listen to a podcast on the way in, i listen to a podcast at lunchtime and then i listen to one on the way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can break up your journey. So anybody listening to this one, go back and listen to my back catalogue. <laughs> but then that's still not easy because again, Scotland and Sunday services are terrible. Let's <laughs> just put it as, as... as a And they put in an effort to go through... Um, again speak to Craig earlier in the week so that'll be out before this one's out so he was talking about he was just like a 15 minute drive yeah so it's nice and easy for him to get to uh, there just go and meet Grumpy in the morning TJ Rage mm. <laughs> as he told oh me. no he's
1: well chipper in the morning
0: no that's not how Craig put it so <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've been told a porky there um, but that, that is, that's a, a kind of Commendment to your effort to go through. and So then, how was it for you? Because I talked with Craig the other day, we talked about the kind of setups. I don't want to go too much into it because maybe might be a bit of repetition when mm-hmm. people listened to the last one. But you go in, you're saying people putting the mats out, it is that, it's a, it's a, a certain way of learning and you're kind of earning your way up and putting in the effort so definitely what what were some of your early impressions of training and how did you take to it were you I don't know have you got like an athletic background have you done stuff before or was this your first foray into so i have got these things i need to do and how am i going to manage this
1: i used to train doing a uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu and mixed right. martial arts up north when i when i was in Inverness, um elgin area right. with a uh, team called the jiu-jitsu mitzvits right who are now sponsored by sbg which if you're if you know the mixed martial arts world, you know SBG is not something to sniff at. Right. Um, so I've gotten that athletic background, and to be fair, my shins are thanking me for doing doing wrestling now because my there's pictures of my shins being absolutely bruised from yeah. kicks and grappling and such. But that's where I, like just the love of grappling and kind of like the art of grappling, where that's where that came from. Yeah. When I first started doing tie ups. I was told my like, TJ was like have you been do- have you trained before have you been? I was like no I've just kind of done this yeah. so was like so I think I've got I had a good tie up since the yeah. beginning and the progression in the beginning does feel fairly slow but that's mainly because in your mindset as a trainee you're like okay I want to learn how to do a super kick I want to learn how to do yeah. all these cool moves but if you're able to appreciate the art of wrestling and grappling at the start then if you're building that base at the start of every training session, which yeah. is just grappling, tying up all these different holes, how to apply them, how to work them, then if you're going to go out there and do five minutes of straight wrestling, you can do it and you can yeah. make that story happen.
0: Because what you're saying then about the moves and stuff, so i done, again, I don't want to build up to anyone that was, but I've done a bit of time doing a bit of mixed martial arts training. Yeah. And when you are doing that, I don't want to say it's like wrestling, but you are practising the moves, like... Um, how to get into a kimura and kind of um, guillotine chokes and things like that. And when you're doing it about, you're not trying to strangle everybody out every time you're doing it, which I guess is kind of similar to wrestling. It's like you want to prove that you can do it, but you're not going kind of full force in. So there is that repetition of practice and movements. And sometimes there is somebody takes a bit too far and you forget to tap and you get choked out. (laughs) (laughs) But how was that for you then in terms of the... Again, you've done the practice of jiu-jitsu and stuff. It's been to because like little Laura that's at source, oh, yeah, right. judo, she, she, yeah, um, she, she's big into all that stuff as well. Yeah, is there a a, a difference in training after you've been training to go like kind of full force and some stuff to then take it to be actually, I'm not meant to be hurting the person I'm in me here?
1: Yeah, that's that's something I was always told about my well, I was told very early on about my strikes, and when it comes to like some of my I don't think my holds were ever right. too stiff but my strikes were certainly I was called uh, an erection right. where it's like <laughs> you don't want to be an erection you don't want to be flaccid you want to be somewhere in between Yeah, that was the explanation <laughs> that I was given I'm like oh, okay cool so I need to I've got to put a
0: disclaimer at the start of this oh sorry Aye. a solid chubby <laughs> um, <laughs> I like I've lost it now um, yeah so as you're coming through training then did you have an idea early on, with, like, did you want to incorporate that martial arts style into your um, the things you were learning? Did you have an idea of your style, or did that come as you went through training?
1: uh it, it's kind of like a, a mixture because what I've kind of got the I don't know what I wanted when I began. I did have my friend posted my kind of my creations on his WWE game. Right and it's like evolved through the years where the first year i was like a, a punisher with like SWAT vest and just all black and painted and bleh, like sting right. and the second year i'm like MMA shorts a white t-shirt and a horse mask so i don't know whether i wanted to be like a <laughs> like a like a trickster kind of like yeah. funny guy cuz i do like stand up and sketch comedy and stuff like that i want to be like a funny guy who right. does the wrestling but then also I d- did have the strengths of jujitsu, so I don't know what... I wanted to find a medium between them Yeah. and I, I guess with a lot of the campy or like the
0: family friendly stuff I do is
1: a combination of that or... Yeah,
0: but then I think that shows a willingness from me as well to try things and be different. Um, if you're kind of going in all these different directions, if you're looking, you're not just looking and going. Right, the, the, what's the big fad of the moment in wrestling? Mm-hmm. How do I be the Edinburgh version of that? Or okay. this is what, what, before, if you're looking at these things, it's that trial and error. Yeah. It's like Stone Cold found his name from a cold cup of tea. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, things are oh, you might never know what you'll be doing. You'll naturally come across something that actually, oh, that's what works
1: for which, which brings me to what, as I mentioned it earlier, uh, the character, the Goblin. Right. So it started because we were doing a, you know, like a double down sequence where I go for a finisher and the good guy reverses me right. into their move and that's the double down. And the guy was kind of he was he was fairly green. He didn't know kind of like feeding up and
0: right.
1: all about that. So when I was kind of like over him, what I did I did a cough because I thought that'd be funny. Just do one cough. Yeah. But he wasn't feeding up from a cough, so I just kept coughing, right. and then like my body was just into it. And I was like, I don't know. I felt slimy. Right. And I was like and people were just popping because they're like what is this and then when i picked him up because i was like okay i'm just gonna have to pick him up i'm like yeah i'm gonna take your head off no one messes with the goblin and i spin him out for the rainmaker he does does the thing and people were like what was
0: that right (laughs) so then you're saying you've been to training you have tried different things there's all these things going on when you're getting through the training are you cushioned out your first match are you told when your first match is going to be and when was it and what were you doing
1: um be- because i had a lot of things i had my fingers in many pies doing like film theater stand up a couple things here and there right what my first couple years of training i wasn't as committed as i kind of hoped to be so right kind of like spurts in which i'd go for like four weeks and maybe off two and then three and then off one and it was inconsistent right Um, so i wasn't making that much progress or when i was able to make progress maybe it got stunted yep so i did start having a couple training matches probably like maybe six months to a year in in which it was like tag matches i'd have a couple moves that i just get the moves in and then i tag out and then just do a sequence but i think it all kind of came to fruition in like 2017 like from Maybe July onwards. That's when I became the most consistent because I've been told by TJ like you've got pretty much all this, Yeah. and I had all these ideas. I've got like a piece of paper of all the moves that I wanted to do and wanted yep. to try. And he was like, "Okay, you've got all this. You've got a move set. You've got the confidence. You've kind of got the character. If you are consistent at training, you should be able to debut." Yeah, and I was like, "That was a push for me." I was like, "Yeah." I need to do this then and uh, I just right, okay, went to work ok, work, Sundays give me them, give me off
0: yeah you put in this commitment you've got more into it cause I'll come back to what you're saying, there was other stuff you were doing and we'll come back to that in a bit mm-hmm. but what you were saying then about like, them putting it into being consistent so when was it you made your debut then?
1: so I made my debut on the 29th of December uh, 2017
0: was that an academy attack?
1: that was an academy attack against Logan Smith who Immediately afterwards, was out with a shoulder injury, which is a shame because we, we got some amazing feedback and we could do some art there. I'm not saying I, 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 I can't take any blame, he's not said it's me, but I mean, inside, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Dep- depends what kind of side you want out of
0: it. If I... St- starting that path of destruction. <laughs> then from there, where, where, where did you go from having that first match, Academy Attack? having not been at the one at the end of twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's a friends and family audience. A massive raffle in the middle. Um, it's getting it's an audience that may be there for certain pockets of people. Yeah, rather than being an audience that's there to see the whole show. But how did you take it from there to what was twenty eighteen for you then? Let's just go through so, the. So
1: I I was visiting the bar head school a lot more because that I think leading up to that first academy attack I was like okay. I shouldn't go to Barhead, I'm not experienced enough, but then I kind of touch base with him a lot more often now. And I think in that first part of the year, I was touching base to kind of get that feedback from Ross. Yeah. Um, Kid Fight. Uh, to get that feedback from Kid Fight. Yep. Yeah. And then a couple of opportunities came up when it's like, okay, we've got a school show coming up, need a showcase match, who's free to come to the unit to help out with the ring? And I was like, immediately like, yeah, cool. In. And then that was my first showcase match, which was a six-man me jesse santana and kyle turner versus scott valentine hal rayner and jason hyde right which was it was great for my confidence because it was my first time in front of like a a show yeah uh especially like a kid's show i was kind of like getting stuff stuff and i got great feedback from people and ross the main bit of feedback I got great feedback from people yeah. and uh, and Kid Fight as well. The one bit of feedback I got from him was uh, to take out the gum shield. I used to wear a gum right. shield. Um, it started out just to kind of like when I'm bumping to keep me yeah. safe, right. but then be- became a gimmick and he was like, take it out because you just look like discount Pete Dunn. Yeah. I'm like, true, <laughs> yeah. definitely, and not worn a gum shield since. So that was January, February time.
0: So I think with the school shows as well, because um, one of the things from being at the Academy Attack Show a lot of really kind of talented like, people on it but a lot of them are really quite young mm-hmm. and as I said at the beginning you're a child to me but mm-hmm. when you're at a school show because again that would be the thing that would probably go against you in like a, a, a big show would be when people look at somebody so young they like oh I can't really take them serious against somebody because of that kind of perception of their, their of their youth yeah. but when you're at a school show they're generally primary schools so you are going to be to them you're big people to them they're looking at you oh that's like that's an adult so i guess that helps you in terms of being in front of them as a crowd there isn't that instant perception of oh he's too young to do that because they're like oh that's a grown-up that you've seen wrestle there does that make sense oh yeah no it's Ah.
1: it's definitely true that's where you get most of the showcase matches as well and probably for that reason in which you get the guys who like 15, 16 who kind of still like wearing braces and yeah. kind of like they're still finding themselves and finding their bodies where it's like because they're amazing wrestlers they can put
0: on an amazing match for the yeah. kids yeah there isn't, there isn't that perception of it so where did you go for the So they started doing school shows and helping out at things yeah um, What else did you go Earlier last year?
1: so I'd say I was just doing a lot of helping out the PBW shows alongside so I was just and getting a couple of opportunities there. So I had showcase match in January, had one May, April time, that was a tag match. I was uh, injured my ankle at training, but, and then I had another academy attack right after that when I kind of was healed up. Right. Had another academy attack, but that was another mixed tag, had another showcase match at Milton. And then kind of after that time, that's when, it all started like getting out to shows in a couple other places. It started when Krieger, we was saying that they need someone to do their merch at a Discovery show. And yeah. I've been to Discovery shows as a fan, but I'd never thought to go along, help build the ring, because yeah. that's the skills I've been building up that yeah. first half of the year. I was like, I can do it. It's at the Gem House. I'm a 10 minute walk yeah. from the venue. And then started helping out, saying hi to everyone, building the ring, taking down ring and that's where I met the guys at Reckless as well and I was like, hey, if you guys need help, yep. you're a 15 to 20 minute like half an hour train journey from me Yeah. and then I just started helping out with those guys. That's when right?
0: I first started to see you because at that point, because you, you'd said hi me at a show and I like, really like the podcast. Yeah, I actually had to speak to Chris Quinn. I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he said to you, "Well, oh, that's a, oh, Ah, right, that makes sense. Um, So I'd seen you and I started to notice you helping out more at other shows Yeah, and that's something we've seen like uh, Fight put out a, a post on Facebook at the weekend talking about people helping out and opportunities and things like that and you are somebody who I've noticed at shows as well as hearing people both on and off of podcasts talking about like the and effort that you're putting in with helping out all these different places um, it's that's really encouraging that you went and done that and then you've so, seen so that move into Reckless as well
1: yeah Reckless as well as um yeah, so as soon as I start helping out with dis- Discovery and Reckless, they're kind of like the same ring crew, same team, yeah. so I can just be like, hey, you're, I'm kind of translucent between those guys and yeah. just saying hi and being able to kind of watch a wrestling show, but also be able to help out backstage if there's anything they need, if yeah. there's someone who needs to get taken through the back, if we need to put stuff under the ring, change the mats over. Yeah. Um, but also gives you a time to what are they doing how are they getting that reaction what are they doing to get that reaction so yeah. it's a great learning experience overall
0: and it seemed what works for different crowds as well because again all these for all the scenes in scotland there is people who go to a lot of things there's people who only go to see certain things yeah and the crowd at discovery like where people talk about the kind of indie type companies they talk about like discovery and icw mostly and that kind of that kind of international indie style type of thing but they're very different audiences And it I, th- I think Discovery audience are very good at being in on what's going on yeah um, whereas the ICW is known for maybe being a bit more vicious towards somebody new coming mm-hmm. in so you see it takes like we we'll talked talk on about your clone like between like you and Kian Kelly yeah the ICW brought in Kian Kelly we're giving them an association we're in through what if you put Kian Kelly out yourself as a fresh-faced Little boy, yeah, they'd be like, they would, it? they would have got destroyed, they'd probably got destroyed. but mm-hmm. then that's the difference. Like, um, with Discovery shows, a bit kind of because it is family as well, it's not just the over 18 show, it's got a different audience, reckless as well. It's got its own audience of kind of local people and react to different things and different things get a reaction there. So, if you're getting yourself even just watching these shows from the side of the performer, you're going to pick different things up,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, as well I've been kind of getting about other places as well and just kind of like booking days off so I can actually go along to places, help out and kind of like just obviously with permission just being like hey you okay with having me? I just want to help build your ring see what your show is like and then I can learn from that and then meet different crews so that way I I can also build new rings so I can have more knowledge because every ring is so very different in its way it's made.
0: There is that building associations and spreading out so that if people are in need of a body, or some like or you know, somebody they can call as being reliable, putting the effort to see you going along, and helping, and putting yourself out. Um, that's only going to come back in the world, as you've seen as you went through the year and the different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So you've done the helping out. So what else were you doing? Wrestling-wise, did you wrestle anywhere else other than
1: PBW in last year? Last year, so I wrestled in PBW. I got an opportunity at the Reckless Rumble. Uh, which was a great laugh, um, mainly because I got to work with Eric Canyon, who was like, well, i've I've seen you like have and I've yeah seen so much about you and heard so much about you because he he just essentially took the reins. I did not know what was gonna go on. I was just there standing in the middle and then he just takes me out and then just starts taking care of me in the most brutal way possible. <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, big Alexander Darren McCallum comes in and just kicks my face off and then knocks me out which is oh i i mean it's horrible on my side of things but i love that photo that david got right because um, i'm absolutely ghosted you can see the whites <laughs> in my eyes it's funny just meeting david across all the different shows as well yeah it's just like oh hey david and he's like
0: what are you doing here Aye. <laughs> um no mr wilson's great for capturing those moments i think Pretty much every picture I share doing something for a show has got Mr Wilson's stamp at the bottom of it and I always make sure that that stays in. Anything that doesn't get cropped out. Mrs. Wilson. A, Mrs. New- she's now the master of the profile picture. Um so I'll be seeing her to get my Tinder updated next time reckless getting the covered. But uh, uh, I think that's the thing as well, and I remember seeing a while ago that one of the photographers down south was talking about is that not enough people tell him what's going on. Uh, I think that's like something like some Mr Wilson and the other photographers up here would like. If you know there's going to be a good spot in a match, give them a little nudge so that they know if you're going to do something and you want to tell them before it, nobody tells them stuff. So, I, so you've done the regular rumbles. That's good reward for kind of all the stuff that you had on, like the help you've given them and seen you regular at their shows in Livingston. Yeah. A, a cracking wee night out that gets you away nice and early as well. If anybody wants to go along and try there, they'll get in quick for tickets because the... Meirsten Scout Hall was was selling out regular occurrence at the end of last year Oh yeah, which is definitely a company that's delivering and giving the audience what they want to keep coming back and seeing the shows yeah,
1: as well as uh, doing the Reckless Rumble, I started doing a couple couple more things with Reckless as well and uh, I got to help out with, well, I don't know depending on what kind of side you look at it, I helped out at Discovery or a zombie helped out at Discovery (laughs) hush hush, wink wink, nudge nudge that was, oh, that was... the a Sugar Dunkerton and Gene Money match. Oh, amazing. That was such a night. I also got <laughs> to run a spot the last show with Gene Money as well because we were talking about what moves do the, does The Undertaker do? Yeah. Um. So we were looking, I was like, well, he does the jumping clothesline. And he's like, what? He's like, okay, I showed him a video. I was like, can, can I try it on you? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he can try the jumping clothesline. Right. And then I was watching from the back and I saw him doing it. I'm like, that's it. That's <laughs> the one. <laughs> Uh, also helping out doing a couple seminars with Source Wrestling has kind of got me knowing their crew as well so I I was helping out at a show on the 1st of February in Govan yep. in 2019 and um, I was just told the, sh- the, the a couple minutes before the door yeah just uh, go get your gear on you're in with Luke Matthews who was meant to be in with Mark uh, Haskins so yeah. I was like oh that's some big shoes to film
0: yeah no but that's and that's just a reward for again one, always have your gear no matter where you go. And um, if you put in the work, then when you're looking for somebody, if something like that happens, it's easy for them to look about and go, He's done a lot for us, let's give something back, and then get you your foot in the door. And then I wasn't going to move on to the source this quick, but you're now in the poster. Oh, on, yeah, for the upcoming show. And again, for what you're saying there and the time you've been in and the stuff you've done through, that's I've I seen that, I even. I got a big cheesy smile yesterday, getting sent a little logo through to use for the podcast. Mm-hmm. If I got sent a poster, like, how was that? Did you know before you were going to be in a poster? No.
1: I came out of a, one of my friends from work stand up gigs, and then I just got 4G, and I'm just looking on Facebook, going, oh, sources a cool new poster. And then I'm like, oh, Ian Skinner's tagged on it. Oh, what's what's that? It's probably just tagging me because I'm like oh. on that event. I'm looking at it. And then I look deeper at the poster, Great. and I'm like, Whoa! whoa. A zonk scoop. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And then I sent immediately a message like, "Oh, thanks very much for putting me on the poster." Like, especially without kind of like telling me. I guess yeah. I've kind of got. I think people really like that picture of me, the one with the the elbow yeah. in front, um, because then I was announced also for SWA up in the and They've used that picture as well.
0: Yeah, uh, so I could, uh, a good one to get for the graphics and the posters and stuff. It's a serious and like intense
1: look. All of us at the PBW Academy got like a, a cracking session with Warrior Photography. Robbie is yeah. just amazing, and then Kid Fight was just at the side, just going, "Okay, give me, give me some of this. I want you to do that one." And then one of the poses I did, the one that was on the Dumbarton show, which was Dumbarton. I can't believe I missed Dumbarton. Right. My main show debut with PBW against Danny Edwards. Right. Uh, amazing. Uh, words can't describe the excitement and just how happy I am with that position. Right. Um, but the, the pose that he had with the, the lat spread and the serious face and the Balor hands, that's the one that kid fight was looking right. at going, that's it, that's the one.
0: No, and there's, there's ways to have it's good to have a couple because if you've got every every person on the poster all doing the old fist clenched grab the wrist <laughs> yeah. it just looks samey. but if you've got three or four you can send if someone designing the poster it lets them mix it up and go right we'll use that one for there or that one for there and it gives you the options of putting stuff up something we skipped over was you said you'd done the Academy Attack but you have done um, you wrestled a, a well, I don't want to say a full PBW show but one of their main shows in the department last yeah. year yeah how was that and how did that match go to being, again, Again, you went through the progression of the, the school show, like mm-hmm. Academy Attack, you've done the school shows, mm-hmm. you're now on um, like, a, a full-on regular yeah. show.
1: Yeah, that was, it c- kind of came out of nowhere for me, really. Um, I was offered the opportunity and the date and because I had the date set aside, I was like, y- yeah, I'm free to do that. I think I was... I think I was working that day, but I had to get like a really small baby shift. I had to readjust it. I was like, right. "I'm down for it. I just need to work my, I need to politic my way in the in the scheduling side of things." Yeah. And yeah, it was me versus Danny Edwards that was announced, um, and he's just a, a great guy to work with. He definitely gets it. I look at Danny Edwards and Darren Vice; mm-hmm. they are students of Kid Fight. You can see it in everything that they do. Danny Edwards got a run alongside Dean at the camps this year, yeah. so you can definitely see how he's fed off of the like watching Kid Fight do his thing, yeah. and then as well, Darren Vice. He's again just what he. You can tell he tape studies yeah. Kid Fight because what he does, how he presents himself, is just so much like that's that's <laughs> Kid Fight Junior. Just right cloning
0: there. out little Kid Fights will be masked, being sold at every so so. <laughs>
1: um but it was, yeah it was great and it was i mean i didn't come away with the win unfortunately because he did get the the fingers in the eyes but then oh, it's
0: terrible. the it's week horrible, at, that. You,
1: we went out for a coffee we had a chat about it and then we had a tag team match right. on the friday at respect pro wrestling so uh, we've had a coffee we've talked it out we're gonna be teaming at swa
0: inveness we're fine we're pals. Well, it's good to see that things have been resolved between these and that a friendship has blossomed from that and maybe you picked up a thing or two about what it does to, what it takes to get the victory, which Mm -hmm. we may see more coming from you as we move on. Um, Just before we move on to what you've got coming up, I just want to touch about something you've mentioned there about when you first got into the wrestling training you were talking about all these other things you were getting involved in. Yeah. And there is something that the impression I get from you is that performer side. Mm -hmm. So you've said there about you mentioned like movies and stand up and all these different things. Mm-hmm. So, away from wrestling, then what are these influences? What are these interests and influences that kind of I think are starting to come across of that? Because that trial and error thing you're seeing about different types of gimmicks, etc., doesn't just come from. It's not something that comes natural to everybody. Yeah. Um, so what are these other things you get into, that you have, or have done in the past that you feel have help shape towards you being a wrestler? So I've always been interested in kind of like
1: performance. I think I channeled it pretty much as acting, but as I've kind of grown up and tried different things, there's kind of like different areas that have kind of pulled towards me. And I've just earned and like learned skills from each, like yeah. photography, video editing, um, kind of like photo editing. I... For my Facebook banner, I designed that myself using right. Photoshop. Um, I I have my own podcast. I do uh, stand-up and sketch comedy. Right. Um, so I've got my fingers in many pies. I'm currently... One of the things I'm waiting to come out just now is a love food, hate waste campaign. Right. Which I'm kind of do. I did some extra work with. They've got a video that's out now, but there should be one coming out where I'm doing a bit of acting inside that. Right. I don't do stand-up as much anymore. That's kind of what was kind of tear me between like wrestling and stand up because they're pretty much similar beasts in which you have to get along to as many shows as you can yeah. help out speak to as many people as possible and kind of like just say how much you love their work and then hopefully at some point you'll get the opportunity to show them yeah. your work and yeah. if they appreciate it then you'll you know you'll be asked back and you'll gain friendships and network as such yeah. and so I'm not doing that as much anymore but I have been able to dedicate time to my podcast and sketch comedy which I do with two guys called Mike Hines and Connell Wood and right. this is a shoot brother let me just say I'm not speaking to you as Ian Skinner here okay I'm speaking to you as Sean Ellis hi Colt Cabana imagine me just sitting yeah. on the couch cross-legged with a mic in my hand yeah um so I've been working with these guys since my first year of university 2015 um and we've been kind of like producing sketches over time in a collective cover. the, my university's comedy society. Right. And now we've kind of matured our ideas and we've kind of done the podcast together because we have such a synergy right. within each other that kind of, we're able to feed off of what each other gives. And if there's something we're giving the other side of that coin, they can fill in the side, yeah. like they can play the straight man or they can play the wacky one or they yeah. can fill in bits. So what's the,
0: what's the podcast called and what's the general
1: theme around it? So the podcast is called Get On My Level and it's all about essentially finding something that's your guilty pleasure or something that people don't know about so right. like, um, for example my first one was Starship Troopers absolutely love Starship Troopers to death <laughs> but the guys are like oh I've not seen it I'm like get on my level right. and then some of the guys are like here watch Purple Rain which I've never seen and right. then it's like and it's all about kind of you pitch it are you on my level, and then you'll be like, "No, yes." Then you watch it, yeah, and then you recap, and you go, "What did you think after watching it?"
0: Yeah. How's that available? As the-
1: on on the podcast and app. I don't know whether it's on Spotify, Simple Cast, kind of have it. But there's a entire chronology, a couple like mid episodes as well, where you do a bit of more improv comedy styles. So, for example, there's one called Idea Trap, in which we have to. We come up with an idea and try rationalise it right? Um, and then a couple ones I think we did one recently about Ready Player One right. where we instead of saying get on my level oh
0: Die Hard on Christmas Eve how did I miss that yeah. sorry I'm now on the podcast yeah. that means I've just subscribed it so have a listen and a we have a couple
1: ones called Late Nights in which it's essentially just us gushing over things right? so like Die Hard, Alien um, I think we gush over aliens as well but that's kind of like a mid... Hocus Pocus. Oh, mate, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I tell you what. Oh, love me some Hocus Pocus.
0: Power Rangers, Dino Thunder, Doctor Who. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. again, got a bit of feet, Spider-Man, Alien, Eurovision. are Eurovi-
1: Oh, I tell you what, the <laughs> what the guy we used to guest with, uh, a guy called Kieron, amazing right. guy, amazing oh, stand-up.
0: Get that saved.
1: Uh, he did, a he's mad about Eurovision. He does like a pool every year for Eurovision. Right. And he, he's just like talks about it and he gets so annoyed with me cause I just don't get Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did another, he did a show at the fringe, which kind of brought us together as well. Improv wise, which is called the role playing comedy hour. Right. Um, so the conclusion of this kind of like whole side, side tracking is me, Mike, and Connell will be doing a show at this year's Fringe called The Dry Boys. Right. Spice Things Up. Right. Because that, that's our kind of, like, collective name. We're The Dry Boys. Right. And it's just going to be sketch comedy, stuff that we've kind of created over the years. And sometimes when you're in a kind of comedy troupe, uh, other people will take wrongs. Right. And you'll look at it and you'll go, mm, uh, I, I mean, you're losing a couple of the things. like, But we've got... That kind of energy and that synergy, that if we do a sketch like that, we're able to bounce off each other yeah. and find find the funnies. So no, that, that should that be, great.
0: be in Refringe August. Yeah. Um, we'll keep a watch out for that and we'll give you social media, etc., at the end. I think from all the stuff you're saying there, it does really give that. It's got to be a, a real tool for you to use mm-hmm. because some of the best moments in wrestling come from just being able to be quite quick-witted back to an audience and react to them and what they want. So like, source government we see, kinda, there's a lot of crowd interaction, people met back and forward, or even silly things, like a repeat joke on, like, and, and amongst, uh, my little crowd that go to the shows, is about, when now people talk about the hardest part of the ring. So it was like, yeah, yesterday was in a match and they slammed somebody onto the apron, I think it was Xander, and we all kind of went like, oh, hardest part of the ring, and he turned and he went, no, the ring post is! So that's our wee thing with us now, <laughs> it was now it's just him hearing us and he just reacted to it and it's like oh yeah so whenever I see him seeing like the hardest part of the ring, it's all me make then <laughs> yeah. and go oh actually it's not it's, it's the ring post. It's
1: stuff like the um, I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. Yeah. Stuff like I felt uh, like oh, Batista, yeah. I hate you, no you. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think it, a lot of. I wouldn't say I've improvised as much in kind of like getting that crowd reaction. I can kind of read a crowd like, okay, we're kind of maybe dying here. I need to kind of yeah. interact to get us back up or kind of get us clapping again. But yeah. a lot of the stuff is kind of like being able to go, okay, this will probably get a reaction. For example, me doing a Fortnite dance in Dumbarton, the yeah. kids loved it. So then in our next, like the next sequence I did, I threw in a little floss motion and the kids went absolutely wild. I'm like, and then I did a move and I went, victory royale and the kids are like yeah so now every time i do a fez press it's just victory royale because kids <laughs> love that they
0: go yes i know that i presume kids listening don't know what that means it means nothing to me um but just in, just keeping that in time mm-hmm. and i said i do have a burger to get mm-hmm. then so we talked about there. you're on the source poster right yeah there's the really coming out that's i that's a big deal and a big kind of backing for obviously what you've been doing to go in there when yeah, a face that's up and coming. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. That's just the reason I got you on. Is I heard about all the hard work you've been doing and seeing you showing doing behind the scenes, and like, that's a message I want to help get out. Um, so apart from that, what else have you got coming up, or what do you want to try and do for even just the rest of twenty nineteen?
1: So I've got a, I've got a list of goals for twenty nineteen. But what I've got coming up, show wise, um, uh, you've got Wishaw, which will be PBW's first show back, which is already sold out. It's a school show, so unfortunately you won't be able to see it live unless you've already got a ticket but you'll be able to probably see it on social media yep. and then that's February, in March I have got Source um, Source Fusion I think it is, yep. Fusion, oh wow um, as well as there's got PBW and Lava and Reckless on that same night and then end of March I'm going up to Inverness back near the home counties for me uh, with SWA um, and then March, April, April. I'll be doing something with Reckless Intent. Um, I've got a show which is Gilmerton which is just a couple, yeah, like a bus journey away from me, pretty much. But hopefully, I should be getting my face on more Reckless as well. Um, you know, showing off my style, and then we'll see where the year takes me.
0: Because um, it does seem to be a lot of opportunities. So there's as people move up, then there's more slots coming available, and I guess at, at your level, there will be things you want to get involved in. So the likes of. Like the a drew gala invitational this year you see icw having more slots opening up yeah mm-hmm. uh, disco are always good for kind of getting more people definitely even a big slot here spoke about is like the pre-show match at like a bcw yeah um, definitely it's a it seems to be a big showcase for like the pbw trainees and uh, people see that as being a big deal especially the like the come out and shows and it's kind of a bigger setup there's generally like a a former WWE name or TNA name of some stature along there Yeah. more people Park, we interact with Park and yeah in April
1: yeah. and Rene Dupree uh,
0: don't forget about Rene I've got my practice my French tickler ever yeah. since that was announced um, so then as summer up is there anything else you want to plug or uh, let people know about
1: I mean um, I'd say if you're wanting to find me on my social medias um, so you can follow me on Twitter not in real life if you want um, I am at Ian Skinner PW um, you can follow my Instagram if you want but that's more like a mishmash of me and Ian Skinner's stuff and a lot of gym videos <laughs> just very much if you like that's, watching that's,
0: that's nude wrestling I don't get enough of them
1: uh, if you w- like watching me work out like Grant McIver and <laughs> like Kieran Kelly we're always in the gym it's Sean S-E-A-N X Skinner with the at symbol in front of it and then I've got a Facebook page, Ian Skinner or Ian Skinner Wrestling if you're going to go through the little web browser which would probably be not, not as fun. And then I've also got my public email, Wrestling at gmail.com. Um, but otherwise, just keep an eye out on those so- pieces of social media. And if you've got any questions, inquiries, if you want to chat wrestling, just hit me up on probably Twitter. Twitter, that's the best place to go for me.
0: Perfect. Just Well, thanks very much for your time. The the, the goblin? You need to tell me more about... Oh, who's this? No, wait, no. No, we don't want any. get out. Get out.
1: Out. Okay. Sorry about that.
0: A big thank you to my guest and to you for listening. If you enjoyed that show, then please go and look at the back catalogue of shows that are available wherever you get podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever. If you want to leave a comment on social media about how you enjoyed the show, then you can find the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. All sites are at Tuck of the Draw. Or leave a review wherever you get a podcast from. And until next time, enjoy your wrestling.